1: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Talk Mississippi News. The idea of abolishing the state's income tax is receiving major support. Douglas Carswell, President and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, says it's time. If more people in Mississippi are able to keep more of their own money, money that they've earned, and spend
2: it on their priorities, they usually do a better job of spending their money than state politicians
1: manage. Carswell said the fastest growing states in the South, such as Texas, Florida, and Tennessee don't have income tax. And Mississippi native and former EPA Chief of Staff Mandy gunasekara is critical of President Biden's cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline and action to freeze drilling on federal land, citing economic concerns.
3: What this president did on day one in the middle of a pandemic is take businesses that were growing and constricted that growth and taken people who had jobs and did away with
1: them solely for a local purpose. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
4: Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love
1: Mississippi's own Mary Wilson A founding member of the Supremes Passed away this week Wilson, who was born in Greenville Died at her home in Nevada Monday night She was 76 and two Mississippi cities are on a list of the unhealthiest cities in America. it Hub based the rankings on access to health care, percentage of obese residents and other factors. Jackson came in at 175 and Gulfport ranked 180 out of 182. According to their study, San Francisco is the healthiest city in the country. And just like last year, there will be no St. Patty's Day parade in the capital city. Malcolm White is the founder and says the parade cannot go on safely because the virus is still a health threat. Instead, they'll host a virtual event on March 27th to raise money for the Blair Batson Hospital for Children. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Amy Davis.
5: Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Southeastern Conference basketball action today finds Vanderbilt in the Humphrey Coliseum taking on Mississippi State. Noon tip-off there, 11.30 airtime on the Mississippi State Basketball Network today. Ole Miss will be at South Carolina this afternoon 5 o'clock tip-off there, 4.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network this afternoon. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles still looking to break a losing skin. Conference USA action in men's games. They will be at the Green uh, Re- Re- Coliseum I'm taking on North Texas this weekend, while the women, the Lady Eagles of Southern Miss, will be at North Texas this weekend in Conference USA basketball action. Southern Miss is three and nine in the Conference, seven and twelve overall, looking to break a six game losers getting men's action while the Lady Eagles are four and six and six and six in Conference, USA. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi.
6: Are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes?
7: I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging.
8: Okay, but I'm just saying.
7: Hello, I'm
5: Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires.
8: <laughs> Honey, our electricity just died. Call
5: 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero
0: injuries.
5: Now that the NFL season is over and baseball is still down the road, NASCAR gets underway tomorrow with the 2021 Daytona 500. Richard Petty won back-to-back Daytona 500, but couldn't get the third in a row in 75. Kel Yarborough led 32 laps in the 1985 race trying to get his third in a row, but engine problems dropped him to 36. So Denny Hamlin will come in at tomorrow's Daytona 500. Having won back-to-back, he'll try to win his third in a row become the first driver to capture three consecutive checkered flags in the Daytona 500. He is an 8-to-1 favorite. And behind him is Chase Elliott, nine to one. Olive Branch, Mississippi native Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in midweek was twenty to one. He started in the number one position in last year's race, led twenty four laps, and finished twentieth. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi.
0: Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you.
6: Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. It must be February. It must be Valentine's Day because it's getting cold out there. I don't know where you are, but goodness gracious. This is the time of year when the meteorologists just absolutely have – it's its almost like hurricanes. There's too many models to follow for exactly where what is going to fall or freeze or rain or snow or ice or good grief. Just pay attention to your local forecasters. Make sure that your town is sold out of milk and bread because <laughs> that's what's going to happen everywhere. <laughs> you know it's true. And look now – if you've never wrapped your pipes, this is the day to do it. If you're just now coming into the world that says, oh, good grief, wonder what will happen when it goes down to 18, bring the plant inside if you're worried about it. The garage won't be warm enough in many cases. Now, the good news is all of our friends, the growers, that's right, the the nursery people, they're running their heat. To the max to keep everything going so that when you kill yours you'll be able to go shopping with them and i just want you to know that's very very important that's that's how these things work so please don't stress protect your plants protect your pipes protect your pets protect your toes and your nose and watch the weather keep yourself safe with that being said Let's talk about something more fun than the weather. Sorry, guys. Let's talk about plants. Let's talk about what you're growing, what you're not growing, maybe what you're going to get for Valentine's Day. I know that those beautiful red tulips you're looking at uh, are going to come home and stay with you for a couple of weeks maybe if they're in tight bud when you buy them, and that's really beautiful. But after that, it's compost time. These are not bulbs that are going to bloom again in your garden, except exceedingly rarely And trust me, they'll make great compost. So get the tulips, enjoy them. But if you're looking for a long lasting bulb that you can move out into your garden, go for amaryllis or go for daffodils or that your beloved can put out in their garden. (laughs) Either way, let's see now. Why am I telling you all this? Well that's because I'm garden mama. My name's Nellie Neal and I'm thank you very, very much for giving me ear space today. When you call the Super Talk call line, the first person you'll talk to is Raleigh. You can wish him happy birthday. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. We believe in celebrating birthdays for at least a week around here. It's important. Sounds it only, like my sister. It only happens once a year, and trust me, there's something better to eat every day. So that's the whole that's the whole business of multi-day birthdays. We we don't celebrate each other enough, and just as the first time that uh, my children got a card from me on their birthday that said, "Thanks for making me a mom." They got another one from me on Mother's Day another year. Thanks for making me a mom. They thought I was crazy. But guess what? I like buying cards. If they hadn't been born, I wouldn't be able to buy those. So that's what we celebrate. We celebrate lots of things. Um, Greg and Nettleton wants you to be careful out there. He's in North Mississippi, of course, and stay home. <laughs> that's my other answer, stay home. Let's see South Mississippi, oh, that's lovely, Brian Ocean Springs he knows he knows exactly how to to get me started, make me want to be farther south. I am a little bit of a tropical flower a lot of the time, especially on a day like today, so triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the super talk call line. you too can send me. Lovely pictures and questions and one thing and another on the C Spire text line. Keep it clean, 601-879-4395. I I, I would be remiss if I did not offer a a brief memory of the amazing Mary Wilson who passed away this week. Um, She, of course, a native of of Greenville and uh, the dominant force in the creation of the Supremes. There's no doubt about that. I had, um, I had always wanted to sing. I had, had always wanted to dress beautifully, and neither of those turned out to be in my wheelhouse. <laughs> but my goodness, what a joy. What a joy to be able to hear her music and watch them um, on the television when I was a kid. That was just, they were just everything. They were just everything. If you could sing that kind of harmony, I just knew you could do anything you wanted in this world. <laughs> And they proved it to be true. So that's great. Um, let's see. We're we're getting plenty of stay warms today. Thank you, James. That's a pretty. He's got hyacinths blooming in pots. That's pretty. Oh, and I bet that's Professor Einstein in the, that um, Narcissus. That's lovely. Nice, nice, nice. Y'all are so sweet. Hey, now, y'all know I'm a flute player. Not that I play anymore, but I do have years and years of it with me and still have one in the closet. I thought... And, in fact, they are. Flutes are the oldest instruments that have been found. When we get back here in the Wayback Machine, we, we know that, that those have been um, – but there's always been a lot of argument about shells and conch, conch sounders, whether or not they were not around at the same time or, or even older. Well, the, the good news is that we now have perhaps the oldest wind instrument of its type – And that is a conch. It's a shell. How do we know that this thing was used as a musical instrument? Because it has intentional cuts on it. And because when they got a horn player to test it out, the horn player, without making any other adjustments to it, was able to get about three notes out of it that were close to reality. Um, C, C sharp, and D. Which, of course, you could do a lot with if that was all you had. But... Because it has been in a drawer at a museum in France since, oh, I don't know, nineteen hundred or something. It uh it, it has needs a little more attention. They're gonna do some scans. Nobody these are the things they open the drawer, they go, I wonder what this is. And of course it turns out to be not an not an accidental break. It's a it's an it's an actual break. It's from the Marsoulas cave, which you've heard about if you're into these things. Um it was the first of the decorated caves found in the Pyrenees Mountains. They, they were discovered in um, 1897, which is why I said around 1900 is when they brought it to the museum. Probably 1931. There were a couple of other expeditions before that. But it is a lampus. It is a seashell. Sea snail. It is what we call conch in our vernacular. Okay? And, yes, it made sounds. And, yes, they're going to see what more sounds it can make. But they got to clean it up first. I thought it was a conch shell. Depends on where you live. uh. It's both. Both ways are appropriate. Um, I can't read the French, so I can't tell you what, how they pronounce it. You <laughs> <It> can. <laughs> I read very little French, actually. Let's see now. Um, oh, that is pretty, Danny. That is lovely. It, and he says, "I don't know what it is, but it's frozen. It's very. It's lovely. I'm going to guess it's a seed pod. Um, maybe on. Could even. I don't know. I'm not going to guess. But that's just beautiful. Um, oh well that's wonderful i don't know who this is but he's country boy that's what he says anyway um the wind instrument that took more air than when i played the the tuba is the flute pretty cool went all over the united states playing in tuba in the all-state band in college and and the dc that's really cool that's i had um a few friends in all-state bands those kind of Things that went on in and played in military bands, and they were just the best. You know, they were they were um, t- delightful people to be around, but also great musicians. And yes, the flute is one of those. I um, I really do think that everybody should learn to play the flute when they're seven, which is when I learned the first, because it makes you breathe a different way, and your breathing the rest of your life will be better. We got a story this week um, in the in the news pile that tells us that. Not only the research is showing, it's not that somebody's making it up, but the research is showing us that your your biome, what you eat when you're a child, the creative beginnings of your life, we always talk about gardening takes guts and that it's very important for you to understand what's going on in, in your system, but that what you do when you're a child actually is that important. In other words, even if you fixed it later on with better habits, you've still got to overcome an awful lot more than you would have if you had started out with a healthy start. And that doesn't really help people that had difficulty getting healthy food when they were younger. Obviously, you can you eat better and you do better. But the old adage of you are what you eat is in fact true. <laughs> and here's one more bit of proof about it. I think that's very interesting stuff. The world is a, pl- a place of curiosity. We always want to know... Why did this happen? How did that happen? Um, and, and on the opposite end of the story, in my own mind, about understanding that your initial food that you take in, your consumption, your habits that you, you develop as a child, is extremely important to how your body works the rest of your life. We have another piece of really good news on the obesity front. There's Apparently there's very few places in the world as obese as the United States, but the U.K. is one of them. So they've done a major global study, however, um, involving the, the, this particular piece of work to work on hijacking my appetite. Now, unfortunately, I was not part of this study, but maybe someday. Um, the, 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 the way that your body regulates its appetite is directly related to how much food you take in or how hungry you feel. Um, you often hear people, and I've probably said it myself, When I'm, I always know when I'm on a diet because I feel like I'm going to die. Well, that's why it's supposed to be known as a food plan. <laughs> if you actually think about this in a rational way, you're trying to eat in a way that keeps your body happy and healthy. In this particular study, one-third, just a little more than that, one-third of people who took this particular new drug lost more than a fifth of their weight. The people who took a placebo and also ate the good diet that these people ate, the good food plan stuck to it, lost a, a fair amount of weight, but they did not lose one-fifth of their body weight. Okay, that's 20 pounds for every 100, all right? So, it, it, it I mean, 20%, excuse me, uh, of every piece of your weight. And that is what goes directly to reducing the problems of obesity in many cases. doesn't solve everything, but when you can lose that weight, I remember Queen Latifah did a delightful program a few years back about the changes you can make that will cause you to lose that five pounds and not even barely think about it. You know, there's the things that you can do to take care of yourself better. But when those things don't work, It's just great. that The three-quarters of the people lost 10% or more. The people who took the placebo and stuck to the diet, none of them lost more than 5%. So it's just really an interesting thing. 2,000 people, 16 countries. Obesity is a problem worldwide, and I do think that this is one of the steps that it's going to take. It's, in fact, apparently more effective, or the only other thing more effective is the surgical interventions, and obviously that's not practical for everybody. It's a gift for for a lot of people, but it's not it's not practical for everyone. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, and of course, the C Spire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Well, I have a feeling if you've got that uh, winter meadow look going out in your lawn, a lot of those things are going to be crispy by the end of next week. By the time we're here together again, take a look. And make sure that you know how much of your yard is covered up in weeds, how much of that lawn right now. It, it's lovely, and you know I believe in leaving a little bit. But if you've got half of your yard covered up in clover, you've got a clover problem. <laughs> it means to me that your lawn hasn't got what it needs to grow properly. The the clover will take over. Any weed will take over. And if you're not growing the lawn happily and healthily enough to get it going. And winter's a great time to do the soil test to do the the figuring out what you're going to have to do if you have to do anything if it's staying too wet and you're going to have to make a swale this is the time to do that sort of stuff i think
9: i've yeah. got a fern that's growing out in the middle of my grass <laughs> i don't
6: have ferns
9: how a fern seed gotten into my backyard and is actually like taking off like it's putting off like fronds and whatnot
6: mm-hmm. <laughs> just... we do we do have hardy ferns that live outdoors and, well. and one of yours has migrated one of somebody else's has <laughs> okay. migrated into your
9: yard I, I've left it for right now I thought it was hilarious how we just have a fern sprouting up out of the backyard it's the only thing that's growing my grass won't grow but that fern that will. fern's
6: going well that, that that's kind of the same thing as the lonely little petunia in the onion patch you know it's a perfectly nice plant but it doesn't actually go there <laughs> so you're going to want to dig that one up at some point and move it into a flower bed or something but it sure is hardy obviously it's made a good life for itself you just have to help it out a little bit i think i did not know I, this is interesting to me um All things being equal, if you just take what we assume about things, and we all know what that can do to us, you would think that bigger animals were more subject to bigger problems, to big cancer issues, for example. And interestingly enough, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. Individual cells reproduce too quickly to create tumors, and of course, long life, and big creatures, you would just think that that was more opportunities for these things to happen. But how come elephants don't get cancer very much? Interesting study. University at Buffalo is trying to figure this out. What they have worked into is, interestingly enough, that their size also allows space, so to speak, for the elephants to have extra copies of a gene that helps out in suppressing tumors well obviously that's a wonderful discovery because if we can make the most of that that could help with a lot of things but it's not unique to elephants actually it turns out this growth of duplication of tumor suppression genes is common among their, um, their both their extinct and their living relatives that whole elephant family which includes elephant shrews and um, um, golden moles and all these other things. So it's interesting because it co- it goes along with the evolution of their big body. So there probably was the threat that we think about, and the animals were able to develop ways to get around it. It's pretty interesting stuff. This is work done at uh, University at Buffalo and also at University of California, Berkeley. but. The things that we sometimes think are not always the things that are happening and I believe that's a real good example of it. You sure would think elephants would have I mean I presume elephants have big foot problems cuz they have such big feet. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh my goodness. Chris has got the lights up. Good good for you. Way to go. Made her sandwiches on the way he says. This looking good. Really, really nice day today. Thank you so much for being here. This is Weekend Gardening, and one of the things that's going on in my garden this week has been the pruning of the roses. Maybe you want to talk about that. Maybe you want to talk about, uh, oh, I don't know, something about rice, something about critters of all sorts. Good grief, there's a lot going on. Let's get right first, and then we'll come back. This is Weekend Gardening.
8: Need a career, a job, an opportunity? If so, Mississippi Community Colleges are your affordable solution. As experts in training people for high-paying careers and connecting people to opportunities, Mississippi Community Colleges can help you achieve your dream. Visit your community college for more information on the My Best Program and other career pathways. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board.
7: For more information, email info at mccb.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
8: I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years.
10: I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea.
8: At first, I thought it was what I was eating.
10: I kept thinking it was stomach issues.
8: So I did my research and talked to my doctor and we finally uncovered the truth.
10: It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency or EPI is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food.
8: It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss and oily stools.
10: And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's and celiac disease.
8: So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening
10: but there's good news epi is manageable so don't wait any longer use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask could i, I have EPI?
8: epi sponsored by abby
12: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, MajesticMetalsInc.com.
3: Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol? Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's (laughs)
8: hablo. When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind.
3: Since my
1: husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations.
8: The
2: app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually
8: need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at babbel.com. That's babbel.com. B A B B E L.com.
6: Happy Valentine's Day, or as some of us prefer to think of it, happily cho- happy chocolate for breakfast day. <laughs> Morning, noon, and night. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, whatever's on your mind today, I hope you're doing as well as Chris in Summit. He's got his tomatoes brock, and that looks great. We're just having discussions about what to do next. Paula's in Dentville on the C-Spire text line. This is very cool. I'm just going to read you the whole thing. Good morning, Garden Mama. Daisies are my favorite flower. Actually, my birthday, January 28th, is National Daisy Day. I did not know that, so I've learned something already today. That's great. How hard is it, and when should I attempt to grow daisies in my flowerville, flower bed? It's not hard at all. Um, and, in fact, this gives me the opportunity to tell you that Beginning this coming week, we're going to start up Tulip Tuesdays. Donna Yowell has got that organized for the flower growers of Mississippi and the cut flower growers um, working together to learn better about how to do that. So actually, we've got a bunch of daisies we can grow. Um, and, and part of what we talk about always is having things over, available to cut over a long period of time. So there may be more than one daisy that you want to have. I'm going to tell you, though, that there are two that I think are essential to everybody's garden. And one is the oxide daisy, which is... A, a, a kind of, it's what we call the roadside daisy. The flowers are not huge; they're beautiful though, and it's easy, easy to grow. You put it in the wilder area of your garden. You you let it mix it up in the spaces where you might also have a patch of larkspur at this time, and later on you'll have the daisies. Um, the different places you can put that for the more fancy beds. I like Becky, and the, the Becky is the, is one of the best performing daisies that we have and you know classic white daisy yellow center both of these are available as plants beginning at the very start of spring any year that you want to put them out there the oxeye will be perennial becky will be perennial Provided you work with it. Becky's gonna get real fat and you're gonna to have to d- dig and divide that one. It's more, much more quickly than you will the oxides. But absolutely, start them this spring. You can start them from seed. It's, if you're good at starting seeds, that's good. They're not the easiest, um to sprout ahead of the season. So I would just say look for those plants when you go shopping in March. You know, that's gonna be work, that's gonna be a good time to start seeing them. I love growing daisies. I think they belong in every bouquet, um as long as You've also got some out in the garden um, in your flower beds. So both of those places are good for that. If you're interested in growing cut flowers, please get in touch with Donna Dyowl at AOL.com or you can send me an email and I'll be happy to hook you up mama on air at yahoo.com. There are so many interesting things. I whenever I put on the hat and the gloves and the coat and, and all the layers of clothes and things I feel as if I'm dressing up like somebody else because I'm that's not my usual gear okay the advanced science research center wants us to know they're they're at the City University of New York by the way um lots and lots of animals and insects use what's called um Batesian mimicry that's where the you you put, you act like a, a poisonous species so that nothing will come and get you. But it's really nifty. The satyrine butterfly, particular one, the common palm fly, does something even more interesting. And I'm, I'm kind of tickled by this. The females evolve two different forms. There's an orange and a dark brown. Very different poisonous creatures that they are modeling against. The Danaeus and the Euploid means that they're going to look right in the right place. They they have figured out that if they were orange where they should have been brown, they got picked off. And, and otherwise, if they were brown where they should have been orange, then they they had a bigger problem because the males are uniformly brown and the whole thing got messed up. So I love this. A population is now either entirely brown or it's mixed, one or the other. We've, we've got to go both directions, and it depends entirely how the, where they live. Just fascinating. They they figured out the only way we can keep making more butterflies is if we don't get ourselves killed by this predator. These predators, and the, to to evolve that kind of Batesian mimicry is one of the best f- strategies, really, um, that that any creature can come up with. It's a fascinating thing and one that always gives me a tickle to see. Now, the it's also true. The Lund University, everybody studies butterflies. The only thing that people, more people study at this particular point in time, I think, are honeybees. Oh, good heavens, all of that research. I don't even want to go to those conferences. Can you imagine the buzz? Oh, dear. Anyway, um, they've been studying the aerodynamics of butterflies in a wind tunnel in Sweden. Picture it. There's a wind tunnel for butterflies. So it's really cool. That the whole idea that these big-winged creatures relative to their bodies – can do what they do is one reason for studying it. But this particular study does give us the information we needed to understand about both the wing shape and its flexibility. I love this. They use a really effective clapping technique to make use of their wings that is a propeller it's not quite the same thing as the jellyfish bouncing off the water but it's almost the same thing as that in this case the downward wing beat actually has another function and that is of course to keep propelling it upward so it doesn't hit the ground so you have to go up in order to go up but you have to go down in order to keep going up sound like an airplane yeah it kind of does doesn't it really does help them take off more quickly for example to avoid predators Um, it's and when you see butterflies kind of lazing around near near flowers and they're actually just going from pollen source to pollen source to pollen source, you know yeah, it's good we we're glad we see they've got wings, but when you see something circling in like a bigger creature, a bird trying to get to those babies you can see them move much more quickly. And it's oftentimes, we've we've seen here studies about the way that they see and the way that they perceive. But in this particular case, the fact that the wings are cupped when the butterflies clap them together actually makes it a whole lot more effective than it would be. (coughs) So, flexible wings are 22% better in the impulse that they created than if the wings had been rigid. But that twenty-two percent is probably what can keep you from getting swallowed by something else. So between trying to look like something else and actually being able to escape more quickly, butterflies are winning today. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, and of course the C text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Tell me, Raleigh. I understand that we got new new addresses and new ways to look and listen and carry on with us do you have all of that yeah
9: the big man will East finally got me some information thank
6: you will they've got all that done too that's very they've been at it i don't think they've slept in two weeks
9: (laughs) i feel for them but
6: anyhow if you want to listen online
9: go to supertalk.fm forward slash listen you can also watch shows on demand by going to supertalk.fm forward slash garden mama uh, if you've Look got Alexa devices in your house, <laughs> as uh, many people do, you can listen on your Alexa device to enable to voice enable the Super Talk Mississippi on your device. Just say Alexa enable Super Talk Mississippi skill, and from there you can say Alexa open Super Talk Mississippi, and you can start listening anytime.
6: I love that.
9: Yeah, that's that's a really good skill.
6: For those of you who are watching this morning, yes, it is Mardi Gras. I do have on my my mask. This this particular pin, at one time, had feathers and all sorts of other things attached to it, and. I don't know exactly when, but at some point I needed the feathers for some other project, so <laughs> they had to go. But the face is always very uh, popular. Lots of people are talking about what is going on, In the the, the bars being closed in New Orleans seems to have given our coast um, a, a, bo- a boost in at least the thought of what's going to happen for the Mardi Gras holiday. But I don't know, friends. A little too much travel here and there. Do you like the cartoon Calvin and Hobbes? Calvin and Hobbes, to me, is one of the funniest things. and just irony all over the place. So Bill Waterston, Water's Water son, excuse me, Water's son, no relation to the actor. He's an Ameri- the American cartoonist that does Calvin and Hobbes. His quote for today is, I like these cold gray winter days. Days like these let you savor a bad mood. <laughs> so now think about that. We have to go the other direction. I'm baking a cake and cooking soup at my house. Uh, what are you doing for the cold weather, for The cold days? Uh, I've also got um, uh, cake mix uh, cookies going. And uh, this was a really interesting question. I, someone sent me an email this week asking if red-dyed mulch, mulch that has been dyed red or some other color, but in this case it was red, could be the reason why her Leland cypress is not looking so good. It's getting brown leaves on it. Y'all have heard me talk about Leland cypress trees before. They are, how can I say this and be nice? If you think about other cypress trees, and then you think about Leland cypress, you have to recognize that Leland Cypress is the high-maintenance girlfriend of the bunch, okay? It's very important to understand this. And when the leaves start turning brown and the, the, the or dropping or any of that stuff, it's not usually because of the mulch unless you piled it up too high. So, for example, if you created a mulch volcano, which we call anything above two inches of mulch around the trunk of a tree, a volcano, some people go a lot higher than that, and they shouldn't. I've I've never wanted to be the fashion police, but every now and then I wish I had something I could write on and leave at your house that says, please don't do this to your plants. It's too sad. Anyway... The reason you don't do mulch volcanoes is because it not only doesn't help the trunk, it creates an environment where you can have fire ants and all kind of other problems because it's so toasty in there. But the the mulch, it's the, the dyed mulch should not be the problem. If it's too deep, however, it could be taking the water that's intended for the tree, which would cause those needles to turn brown. Maybe more likely, the soil staying too wet, and that is Leland cypresses. Um, you always I, they always look at them, and I feel like. When they're when the soil is too wet around them, it's like it's as if they picked up their skirt. Okay, they drop those leaves at the bottom, so and, and it's not good for the tree overall. So you need to either make a swale to get the water away, or because it is the middle of the winter, you can dig it up and replant it someplace else. At this particular time, triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. Oh, and my goodness. All of y'all who are worried about taking care of your weed problems in your lawn, I'm telling you they're going to freeze this week. So other than the fern that's in Raleigh's yard. That sucker's going to stick around. Yeah, that one's going to be fine. It's probably a Christmas fern or one of the others that is so hardy here that literally the reason we put them in flower beds is because everything else can look absolutely awful in the winter, and they look great. <laughs> they look beautiful. We have a few that do that. I, um, I'm 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 going to take you now, my friends, to the edge of the periodic table. Yes, that's right, Einsteinium, or Einsteinium if you're on the BBC. But um, element 99. This was discovered almost just a little bit after I was discovered in 1952 at the Department of Energy's Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory. So where did Einsteinium come from, Einsteinium as I call it? It came from the debris of the first hydrogen bomb, okay? We know it exists. We gave it a name. We can, we can understand it. We can describe it. But we've not done much to it because it's exceedingly radioactive, first of all, and there's very, very little of it. Well, right now, though, um, publishing in Nature the Berkeley Lab scientists and scientists from uh, Los Alamos, as well as UC Berkeley and Georgetown University, has overcome these obstacles. They are reporting the first study explaining some of its properties, which could actually help us understand a little bit more about these things that only um, only come up in the tra- after uranium in the transuranium, the postdoctoral uh, post uranium if effort. They conducted the first-ever study of the bond distance, which, of course, is the basic property of the way atoms and molecules interact with one another. It it doesn't live very long. It's extremely radioactive, and it's very difficult to make. So what they've been working on now... To put, they've put some stalls into the decay of the thing. And they've also given themselves a way to make better samples that take less to make so that they'll be able to continue to make more samples. It's one of those things, if you, if it takes more of it to make the sample to study than there's left of it, you're not really winning the, the battle here. But out there on the edge of the, uh, on, out there on the very, very far edge of the periodic table, there's some work going on. If you're interested in these things, then by all means, get yourself a little more info. ScienceDaily.com will help you, and so will Lawrence Berkeley Laboratory. Ah, let's waltz on out of here for just a moment. Put your shoes on and come right back. This is weekend gardening. So
13: me insane. Somebody fetch my coat and hat, and, hat and my cane. God.
7: Seaspire 5G.
14: We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Seaspire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be... Seaspire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best
7: 5G phone free with trade-in.
12: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. On
13: the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org.
6: Yes, indeed. One of my very favorite trees and flowers is the subject of this tune. For those of you who don't, you know, you may just be stuck in the house today because of the weather and suddenly turned on and said, you know, let me see what Supertalk's doing. Well, here we are. This is Weekend Gardening. You may be surprised. And what is that music? Um, Good news is that's a tune called Althea from The Grateful Dead. What? That's not The Grateful Dead. You're right. It's not. (laughs) It's the folks that do picking on all kind of stuff, and so if you like that, believe you me, there's, there's one of the funniest things I've ever listened to that I don't play in the show is picking on Led Zeppelin. <laughs> It'll send you into a different mind space. We have to be a little more practical here, though. Speaking of which, let's talk to Donald and Madison. Thank you, Donald, for calling. What's on your mind? Uh,
15: yeah, uh, me and my wife have. I've been pretty lucky with growing uh, red bell peppers in five-gallon buckets. Mm -hmm. This year, we're thinking about expanding into maybe green onions. And I was just wondering if, uh, you know, do they do good in buckets? Uh, How many can you put per bucket, stuff like that?
6: Well, yes, they do very well. And um, if you want to grow green onions just for the greens, you really don't need anything as deep as the five-gallon bucket. But if you wanted to grow, like, full-size onions you can grow those in a bucket so either way it works um i'm i grow what did i decide the other day i have five different kinds of onions right now all growing in containers and um the the you can pick you can take your pick any anything you can run into for example if you go to a, uh, the, the, every year they have a plant swap in flora. <laughs> for example, if you went to that and brought something from your garden, you'd probably find somebody there with some kind of local multiplying onion. But you might also find it at a garden center. You might also find it um, in in a, with your neighbor. You may see that them growing something, and then you can always if when you get past those local multiplying onion type things, you can go to the garden centers and get sets for yellow, orange. I mean, yellow, white, and red. And then you can always start them from seed. So you can literally do onions any way that you want. My preference for just green onions, like I'm going to cut them and, and use them as green tops, I like to get white onion sets, the little bulbs, and plant them about two inches apart in any container at all. And as soon as they start sprouting, you give them a little fertilizer and then keep growing until you can cut some greens out of them. But it, it, they're wonderful. I, I I like to buy green onions occasionally for the white part and i do harvest some of my whites but the pot that i have that i just get from the get the green onions from i very seldom ever pull up i just keep you know fertilizing it and picking some more
15: okay well that was going to be my question we were more looking toward a the green part on top. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so just,
6: all you have to do is put you put, them, you, put the, you put those sets a little closer than you would for whole onions. In other words, that two inches apart doesn't give them room enough to make a whole full big onion. If you were going to okay. let them go into full onions, you'd put them four inches apart. So when you want just then greens, just a,
15: a white onion.
6: I use the white. You can use yellow ones. You can use red ones. You can use any of the little onion sets that you buy at the garden center. You know what I'm talking about? They look like little tiny bulbs. They're in the back by the seed rack. (laughs)
15: Okay, well, I I wasn't sure what to look for.
6: Well, ask them for onion sets. The sets are a lot faster than from seed, and I like to grow them from sets.
15: Okay, and can I plant those around the same time I put in my bell peppers?
6: No, you can plant them as soon as this cold weather passes.
15: Okay. All righty.
6: Well, all right. Thank much. you. I look the, forward to By the
15: way, yeah. I heard you mention, I think it was last weekend, a show called Blow Away. Yes. And I watched it this week.
6: Yeah. That Isn't that fun? Uh,
15: <laughs> that is, I, I'll never that be is a glass funny
6: blower, funny. but I sure do enjoy watching them. <laughs> yeah, that's
15: neat. Okay. Good, well, thank good.
6: Thanks, Donald. Me. Take care. Uh, Y'all have a good time in that garden, but don't get out there this week with all that stuff. It's going to be too chilly for all of that. That Got a is,
9: low of nine degrees on Monday
6: well let's just say that it is a prediction and that would be in Jackson and it'll be even colder elsewhere or maybe a little warmer some places the uh, the good news is that w- we're all going to get through this we're all this, this is this is going to be the coldest weather I have experienced in 30 years (laughs) i've been in a lot colder weather at other times but i I was not here for the 1989 ice storm (laughs) i was further south i was not you know all of those things so we shall but it's going to be all right it's going to be tough there's going to be times that we're going to wish that you know we were all somewhere else but the bad news is if you go away your pipes will freeze so don't do that you want
9: to guess what it is in miami today
6: Oh, I don't know. Seventy five? Seventy six. Ah, yep. Yep. But it's gonna rain all week. <laughs> so let's see. Oh Nina, what a good question. Will stickers freeze and die like, out there in your lawn? No. <laughs> gonna, of course not. They'll 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 freeze but not for long. Uh, i don't it's it's difficult that whole business of sand spurs which is the technical name for them is it's a very difficult plant to to deal with it's another case though where if we can get our lawn growing healthy and happy the the sand spurs and any other weeds are going to be a lot less troublesome so the the issue is always um the the balance you know we're we got to understand that Right now about all you can do for the lawn itself is to do the soil test so that you know what you need to do coming up in the next month or so. Okay? Okay. Rods and Flowwood will the cold weather kill diseases like brown patch? Ha! Huh? No, they laugh at us. Um cold weather will suppress some things, but it it isn't it, we don't have the diseases that we deal with on a regular basis are not temperature dependent they're not it's not going to appear in the at this moment but it they'll still be there unfortunately um unfortunately and i'm not making fun i'm just saying that i I have this vision you know when i when i go out and a whole bed of things is just melted over i've had that here before um it, it, it it always amazes me the things that are still fine I'm going to tell you that that little pink or that orange or that yellow oxalis that you have in your yard, the little clover that's not actually white clover, it's the, the, the perennial one. That thing will be fine by Thursday. <laughs> there are a lot of things that will just go, huh? And they'll take a hit, but they're not going to take much of a hit. Interesting, then yeah he's got a point. um Tony's in meridian says seventy six is great, but then you're in miami <laughs> <laughs> there's I'm sure there's
9: good food down there. You can find a way to fill your time.
6: Oh my goodness. Football weather, that's cold, minus 29, what were y'all doing? I can remember my dad was um, a a football coach, as I've said before, and he was also a high school principal, so he had to go to every playoff game, no matter how late it was, no matter how far into North Texas they had to go and all that other sort of thing. And he had those things that you lit and put in your pockets. Um, You get them now, and they're they're plastic things, but back then you actually had a flame going, (laughs) and they were great. We'd put them in our boots. (laughs) Keep them warm, but that's like I said. I avoided that kind of weather for many years, many many years. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. I've always hoped that cold weather would kill the fire ants. For example, it doesn't. It'll kill some presently. It'll kill some things presently, but sad to say, we're we're going to end up with just as many bugs and weeds and pests as we had before. We might get a quick knock. That would be good. Give us a little time to gather ourselves. But this this it's bad weather. It's tough on them. But we're still gardeners and we'll still have to face them again on another day. Oh my goodness. What in the world? Click beetles are elastic? I had no idea about that. I had no I had no idea about Battling Bugs. I thought robots were, you know, I, I, I watch Battle bots. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> this is Weekend Gardening. We got a long way to go. Come on with us. Cotton fields
15: were white as snow. Catfish shone was a river hobo. Live and die
4: by the river's bend.
0: Farming isn't exactly the simple life. It involves satellites and spreadsheets and high-tech machinery to succeed. You need equipment like spreaders and sprayers and combines and the financial tools as well. For more than 100 years, Mississippi Land Bank has provided the loans that equip agricultural businesses. We understand what it takes to make a farm work and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. Mississippi Land Bank, MSLandBank.com You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
1: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Earlier this week, state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explained why over 6,700 individuals with out of state addresses have been vaccinated in Mississippi. You
0: need to be either a Mississippi resident or an individual. Who works in Mississippi, and that can include individuals who are eligible otherwise, who are health care workers, or work in any setting in the
1: state. And the Save Democracy Act is aimed at restoring public trust in federal elections. Congressman Stephen Palazzo is a co-sponsor of the legislation. The bill's
5: common sense policies will cut down on opportunities for fraud to occur in federal elections while protecting state sovereignty in the process. The 2020 election highlighted serious weaknesses in the system, and our bill will ensure those shortcomings do not occur again.
1: Some of the key provisions prohibits automatic voter registration and requires voter citizenship verification. For Super Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
0: If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven propane fireplaces even lighting propane such a versatile clean cost-effective source of energy for any home propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com to learn more
14: c spire 5g we're building a fast powerful 5g network to bring you faster phones you heard right c Spire 5g phones faster saying it anymore would be c Spire 5g faster phones no bull for a limited time get our best 5g phone free with trade-in
1: a new movie debuted yesterday from Mississippi director Tate Taylor.
12: She's never had any luck. She is basically the most invisible person in the world, and it's her birthday, and no one in her life has remembered.
1: Breaking news in Yuba County is set in a fictitious county in Kentucky, but it was actually shot in Natchez.
12: I mean, literally, you can go to one intersection in Natchez. And see four locations from the, same, from the same red light.
1: Taylor has directed quite a few movies you'd recognize that were shot here, such as The Help. Despite his success, he stayed local. He's even opening up a restaurant in Natchez in the coming weeks called The Little Easy. And gas prices continue to climb nationwide. Fuel analyst Trilby Lundberg says this is the highest price point since the pandemic began.
16: Back on February 21, 2020, the price was $2.53, after which the bottom fell out because crude oil crashed and because demand for gasoline also crashed. For
1: Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Eddie Davis.
5: For Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Southeastern Conference basketball action today finds Vanderbilt in the Humphrey Coliseum taking on Mississippi State. Noon tip-off there, 1130 airtime on the Mississippi State Basketball Network today. Ole Miss will be at South Carolina this afternoon. 5 o'clock tip-off there, 430 airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network this afternoon. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles still looking to break a losing skin. Conference USA action in men's games. They will be at the uh, Green Coliseum. I'm taking on North Texas this weekend, while the women, the Lady Eagles of Southern Miss, will be at North Texas this weekend in Conference USA basketball action. Southern Miss is three and nine in the Conference seven and twelve overall looking to break a six game losing getting men's action while the Lady Eagles are four and six and six and six in Conference USA. I'm Dixon Williams this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Now that the NFL season is over and baseball is still down the road, NASCAR gets underway tomorrow with the 2021 Daytona 500. Richard Petty won back-to-back Daytona 500s, but couldn't get the third in a row in 75. Kel Yarborough led 32 laps in the 1985 race, trying to get his third in a row, but engine problems dropped him to 36. So Denny Hamlin will come in at tomorrow's Daytona 500, having won back-to-back. He'll try to win his third in a row, become the first driver to capture three consecutive checkered flags in the Daytona 500. He is an 8-to-1 favorite. And behind him is Chase Elliott, nine to one. Olive Branch, Mississippi native Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And midweek was twenty to one. He started in the number one position in last year's race, led twenty four laps, and finished twentieth. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi.
0: of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you.
6: Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into weekend gardening on, yes, um, yeah, mm -hmm, that's right, Valentine's Day, Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah. Coldest week coming up that most of us have seen in a while. Now, what does that mean for your plants, after all? Well, I'm telling you what it means. There's very little subtlety here. If your camellias have any color in the bud at all, cut them and bring them inside and float them and open them. If your flowering quince or your forsythia or your witch hazel have any swollen buds at all, cut them and bring them inside and put them into a vase of warm water, they'll bloom too. Don't worry about the daffodils unless they're already showing color. Don't worry about the crocus unless they're already showing color. Most of those things are going to be, I mean, they're all going to be fine, but you'll want to enjoy your flowers if you possibly can. I even saw a vase, um, tiny little teacup vase, cute thing, full of linton roses that someone had picked yesterday and sent me a picture of. I said, okay, it's coming. I'm getting out here and cutting these flowers. And that's perfect. That's one of the reasons that we love cut flowers so much is because we love to have that joy up close and personal. That's one of the reasons I'm so happy to be part of the Flower Growers of Mississippi working with Donna yowell to teach cut flower growing. It's Tulip Tuesday coming up. Get in touch with Donna or send me an email and I'll get you in touch with her mama on air at yahoo.com. This is a growing industry in Mississippi. It's not going to get smaller. It's only going to get bigger. So come on along. You want to be part of it. I, I promise. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. that's the super talk call line that's where you can get in touch with me at this time on saturdays my name's Nellie neal i'm known as the garden mama and i have been doing this for a while growing plants that is ever since uh, they got me my first pair of mud boots i've been out there in february planting potatoes with my grandfather when i was a tiny girl it always amazed me that the path we walked on to get out to the where the potato bed was, he had raised beds even back then, um, but we, we walked through mud to get there. And when we got up to the part where we were going to plant the potatoes, it was crumbly and soft and you could poke a hole in it and plant the potatoes. Well, now, of course, I know that's because he composted. He took care of his soil very appropriately. He had lived through, God bless him, the dust bowl. He knew about that kind of stuff and knew that if you didn't take care of your soil, you wouldn't have any. Well, the good news is I learned those lessons, too. And then I went on and went to college and learned the other end of it. I learned, in other words, on the pests and the bugs and the the other stuff, you know, the things besides building soil. But I still start with building the soil. That's one reason why I tell you when your lawn is not happy, if you've got too many weeds, if you've got um, sunken spots, if you've got things where that just won't grow anymore and it's not shade, your problem may be the soil itself. Do a soil test this winter, and that will help gl- grant you the info you need to move into the springtime and do what needs to be done. Greg, uh, we were talking in the previous hour about cold weather in one way and another. And um, Greg beat me in, in, in for the for the cold temperature, but I did once work for a winter in a place where it didn't get above freezing for a month, and I can tell you that's why I don't live there anymore. So <laughs> come on along. I mean, you're, I've got friends that love that kind of weather. It's just not me. Um, somebody else, but just not me. John in Tallahatchie's got such beautiful things going on today. Beautiful paintings. Just love it. Just beautiful things. Thank you, John. Um, he's right. I, I haven't seen as many lightning bugs out at night, but I don't drive at night as much as I used to either. John, I, I'm I'm a stay at home more at at night. I used to work at night so much that now that I don't, I pretty much stay home. Interestingly enough, um, what's the greatest lightning bug show you've ever seen? Has oh, it been in Mississippi? Um, no. Mm. The best one I ever saw was in South Louisiana. Yeah in some in in a a grove oak trees and stuff
9: my dad and my then girlfriend and sister we drove up to uh Nebraska for the Oh College that's World now Series that's famous up there ago. yeah
6: they're they're famous in the mid, upper midwest
9: yeah and we we were driving it was just after sunset there's still a little light in the sky but we're just driving through a cornfield and everywhere you look out wow. through that cornfield there is are is going that? off And it was one of the greatest things I think I've ever seen in my entire life.
6: That really, it really was beautiful. That really does give you the, um, if you build it, they will come (laughs) vibe. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot about cornfields. I have that same sort of relationship with sugarcane fields because of growing and living in in far south Louisiana for a long time. Um, There's a romance about that. Our ability to grow them and their ability to live is just shocking sometimes. It's it's, the, the wonder of fireflies of course is always um that, that we'd like them as long as they're lightning bugs but we don't necessarily like them when they come out later on and eat things you know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they emerge it's a different problem anywho triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, 8637 and of course the c text line 601-879-4395 um and this is uh well, that's a, Tony. It's a good question. Um, the The question about moles and the yard spinners, in other words, the, the 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 metal thin metal shafts that have a pinwheel on top, or they might have a bird that spins in the wind. Different things. You've have seen them with frogs that jump. You know, <laughs> just if they're on a thin metal a thin metal post, little, tiny little thing, and it's supposed to be that the vibrations will distract and bother the moles. I, I don't know of research that tells me that they do, but I know of a lot of people who have said that they do. Have, there's a lot of anecdotal information about that. But I don't know of a... I can't cite a study for you. And that, um, I've, I, I have been to a... I went to a party once, a long time ago, not in Mississippi either, and I thought they had made a, a, a walkway by putting those things out, you know, putting that the, they were all... Pinwheels flying. There were some of the bird ones. There were some flower ones that were spinning. It was very clever, and I thought it was to lead us to somewhere. Well, it turns out it wasn't. It turns out it's because they had moles. <laughs> they didn't like them. And actually, at the end of the path it was absolutely nothing. It was just still pretty. up
9: in the back forty somewhere. <laughs> it was real pretty, but it just
6: was nothing there. It's a great place to take photos though, because we turned around. I like to take pictures of people taking pictures, and so in turning around, there were a whole bunch of people taking pictures of the pinwheels. So I could take pictures of the people taking pictures of the pinwheels. I don't know if it helped with the moles or not, though. Justin is also on the C Spire line. Tennessee in the Smokies, big lightning bug display, and people get shuttled out to see it. That's wonderful. I'm so glad people enjoy doing that. Uh, Tim in Corinth says Petijon Mountain um, in in Arkansas near the Precious Moments Chapel. Actually, you know, I have seen a magnificent one in Arkansas, in, in very northern Arkansas, though almost to Missouri. We we drove down into an area and the just suddenly they were the whole world was lit up. It was very pretty. Um, anyway, let's see. Let's go back to another gardening question. Rods in Flowood. Where do I get the soil sample analyzed? Okay, Rod, you're in Flowood um, easily enough. You can call your county agent's office. Right, it's it's literally easy to get to and easy to talk to. They'll probably mail it to you. Just call them up. Call ex- Cooperative Extension Service Rankin County. Or and you can do this in any county you're in cooperative extension or county agent and you can also go to the local big nursery which in your case Rod, is my buddies over at Lakeland they probably have them too or they can at least point you in the right direction. They'll have the address. You get that the kit, fill it up as directed, put in your couple of bucks three I think it's five dollars it might be less than that um, and send it off and they send you back you tell them when you fill out the form you tell them what you want to grow. So, example, vegetables or pecan trees, you know, they'll, they'll tell you what you need for that particular use and what kind of shape your soil is in. So really good stuff. We're still talking about the um, hand warmer heaters. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think the one, I think, I think one of the ones she has was made by Zippo and one was made by somebody else because we looked at that a few years ago. Interesting. What an amazing company, the Zippo folks been making all those lighters and things forever. I I don't know I I don't know why neither of my children got into robot battling competitions. It seems like it would have been really normal for them, but neither one of them went that direction. We've certainly watched a lot of them over the years, and I'm starting to think that This, the whole thing has gone a little far. Okay, let's face it. You know, now we have bounties on other robots. And if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, I have to tell you, you should find out because it is so cool to watch fully grown people from all around the world trying to kill each other with robots. It has nothing to do with, they're all behind great glass walls anyway, even before the pandemic. Okay, because it's a, it's a floor and it's like a, it's like a wrestling match, only it's robots. And, It's a fascinating world because some things work better than others and some people have, you know, great championships and whatnot. But I didn't realize they're all patterned on insects. Essentially, it's all about the insects. The University of Arizona is letting us know, now I'm not making this up, they outfitted actual bugs with body armor and put them into stage wrestling matches And no, it was not a drunken party at the end of the week. It was all in the lab, all right? The arsenal of weapons in the animal kingdom and the ones that we use are remarkably close together. (laughs) That's essentially the the basic thing about this. Um, The University of Arizona researchers report that they started their own fight club, in quotation marks, I want to, I really want to see the armor that didn't work. I'm, I'm fascinated because you know it had to take several different occupational, um, efforts at this, several different rounds before they got there. Now, the reason, the other reason it's interesting for us here is because they decided to use leaf-footed bugs, and if you've ever seen leaf-footed bugs fighting, there's a good reason why they chose them. Um, they they do they jostle each other. It's a, it's all about finding the mate and all that sort of thing. But the 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 leaf-footed bugs have big old spikes on the back of their feet. Obviously, that developed for some particular reason. And in this case, is the wrestling. The taking down of the other leaf-footed bug so that you can get to the prize, which in this case, of course, is the fair damsel, the, the the lovely lady that they're all trying to get in touch with, okay? They lock in, they try to squeeze themselves, and that's how they inflict the damage. So they basically are, are wrestling, but because they have these things on their feet, they also have knives. And if you think about it, that's pretty dangerous stuff. So what they worked on... And I'm telling you, I want to see the prototypes. I want to see what didn't work. But they made armor for these creatures. (laughs) I can barely do this. But anyway, um, there's a lot of other things about the leaf-footed bug that makes them perfect for this kind of study. They do have more natural armor than other bugs of their size. And what they did was to put leather on them. And I'm, I'm telling you, I want to see what didn't work, but they covered these creatures in leather and let them fight with each other. And what they found, of course, was that the damage was bad, but they could actually count and measure the damage done because they had the leather to take off then and go study. So that's what they're doing is trying to understand how in the world this different weapon shapes is related to how much damage they can cause and why one bug does one kind and why one bug does another. It's sort of... A, a riff, if you will, it's a, a, the next step of that whole business of let's talk about which ones adapt by becoming, looking like they're predators, and which ones adapt by looking like something in the environment so that they don't cause attraction. Insects are, fa- they're going to take over the world. Y'all can all think it's lizards, it's not, it's insects. Joe, in Petal, what's going on with your plum tree, sir? Uh,
17: yes, ma'am, I've got a, my plum tree is about four years old. It's uh, supposed to be a self-pollinating, and I planted it first in the, in, in one area in the backyard, and we left there two years. It never did do anything, so we moved it to the front yard into a flower bed with uh, we thought more suitable soil type. And anyway, I've had so it's been there for another two years. It's about six foot tall. Last year, it loaded up with blooms. It loaded up with little pinhead fruit and threw everything off except one prong. It made one prong last year, Mm -hmm. which was, and I mean, it was delicious and beautiful, but just one prong. And I had done, I had pruned it back some, like about six or eight inches on each of the limbs and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I put some fruit, steak, uh, th- those type fertilizers stakes mm-hmm. down around right the and, and I just wondered if there's something else.
6: Okay. I do. Um, I, pl- do you know what variety it is? No, ma'am,
17: I don't.
6: Okay. I, I do. Plums are, like many things, they are self-fertile, but they always do better if there's another plum nearby. Now, that being said, the good news is we know that this tree can make plums, because it did. Um The only thing that I would change this year, I'd do exactly what you did, but when the plums are on the tree and they're about the size of the end of your little finger, you know, they're formed, but they're tiny, take off half of them. And I don't mean cut them off. I just mean rub off half of those fruits. I think the tree was too stressed last year to ripen all of its fruit. But because it was able to ripen one, we know it can ripen more. So take some of the stress off this year. Oftentimes, that's you'll see when you you go to um, like a, a big farm show thing, you'll find you'll see these tools that have a gripper on them, and they actually are an attachment that goes on the tractor that hooks around things like plum trees and cherry trees and shakes them to, to get half the fruit off so that they're thinned, okay? Because the trees will make more fruit than they can possibly ripen, and I think that I think you're in that enviable position.
17: Okay. What about uh, the, the uh, something like sticking and or the when it's in the bloom stage? It's, is there any product that, that well,
6: you're getting you're getting fruit. I mean, it's yeah. making fruit. It just can't ripen all of them. So I think all you have to do is thin it.
17: Okay, and shake the tree.
6: No, I wouldn't shake it. That's just that's a commercial way of doing it. I would literally go out and just rub off or pick off half the fruits. Oh, okay. 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 You just got one tree. You don't need to worry about all that. <laughs> okay. I'm
17: going to try it.
6: Thank I you. Really Let it. me know how it goes, okay?
17: I will. I'll you a picture. Thank,
6: Thank you me. much. Take care. I do I do enjoy Pedal. It's one of my favorite towns. I've, I've been there several times for different things, and y'all are always so sweet. I look forward to being able to be invited again someday soon. Someday soon. Speaking of someday soon... Here it comes, y'all. This is what the weather forecast is. Stick around for more weekend gardening.
2: inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods try highbid.com the online auction site for just about anything highbid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day from rare coins to fine jewelry tools to vintage toys and classic cars to real estate highbid.com has it all highbid.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for and the site is simple to use highbid.com that's h-i-b-i-d.com and start discovering great deals today Everyone these days is trying to connect by sharing what makes them special. At Adama, we know what makes us special. A secret recipe for successful crop protection. Ten scoops listening, two scoops crop protection. Why so darn much listening? Because we believe good crop protection starts with good listening. We pay attention to what's keeping you from the harvest you deserve. Once we know your pain points, we come back with ideas created just for your brand of pest. A-D-A-M-A dot com. Let's you
7: talk and us listen. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Rex
12: Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right. Because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change your life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to
2: gatewaymission.org, make a donation and help change your life today. This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by The Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 south in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination.
11: It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Uh, wrong. It's Mazda Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-9s and on 2021 Mazda 6s. That's right, 0% for 60 months. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also offering you money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. Get super low 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No no matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road, North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. jackson.com. See dealer for details for credits credit select models.
7: Come and listen in to the radio
0: station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on, turn your radio on, turn your radio on, turn your radio on. Your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless the spring, get in touch with God. Get touch with God. Turn your radio on, turn your radio on, turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Listen to the music in the air, turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Heaven glory, on. share, glory, share, turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down low and listen to the Master's, master's radio. radio. Get in touch with God. Get in
6: with God. Turn your radio Thank you very much for being here with me today. Lucky for you I don't sing out loud <laughs> when the microphones. <laughs> So you didn't have to hear my version of Turn Your Radio On. Oh, my goodness. Weekend Gardening rolls along today. For those of you who have been trying to listen to uh, the the station in Jackson, I think we're back. So hello. I'm glad you all decided to... Keep trying. Appreciate that. You know, technical difficulties are just what they are. But I don't want you to think you lost your mind. We we were gone there for a moment, but we're back. So thank you very much. I've got some news. I just didn't. Uh, there's so many things that I don't know, and I'm so happy to find them out. If you have got, uh, if if you've got the space in, in your garden, I really do wish that you would plant a tree this year. And you, you can do it in, the, in, in memory of someone else. You can do it in honor of yourself. You can do it any way you want to do it. But I was looking at some statistics that belie us here in this part of the world. We've got lots of trees. We have many fewer than we did have, say, 15 years ago or something like that. But we're still ahead of most places. Um, we're now learning how much busier trees are. They actually do not only sequester more carbon dioxide than we thought, but they also, because they express water vapor, help to keep our temperatures moderated in a great, to a greater extent than we knew. So I'm going to ask you to plant a tree this year. All right. If you got room, plant two. (laughs) Why not? Thank you so much for being along today. There's a lot of news that I was I don't even know how. It, sometimes things just get in to your your email box when you're doing this kind of work and you're surprised at them. I had an article uh, sent to me this week from one of the public relations people that I hear from from time to time all about the numbers and power of urban gardening. This The whole area of gardening, of course, has gotten much, much greater attention as people were home more. I think that... Um, being in your house more perhaps led you to understand not only how much you liked about it, but how much you didn't, because there also are also record home sales at this <laughs> time with people figuring out that, no, in fact, this isn't where I want to be. But the the news for all of us, of course, is that we just keep plugging away one thing after another. You can join in. Um, oh, John, my goodness. These are beautiful John's been uh you know, John picks up things, John in Tallahatchie picks up things. Artifacts of all sorts, glass, um beautiful things, and this is just gorgeous. <laughs> no, I don't think you have too much time on your hand. I think you're I think you're producing beautiful art, John. That's great. I hope you sold out everything at the show in December. Um <laughs> Andrea, you're not over your head at all. This is beautiful. These are all her seeds um, from Renee's Garden Seeds. If you'd like to order from Renee's Garden Seeds, I invite you to do that. Please send me an email so I can send you my link. I am um, One of her affiliates, mamaonair at com. But go check out what she's got. It's a beautiful collection of flower seeds and vegetable seeds. And each one has the information that you're looking for okay there's there's not there's not much there's not much more um, enlightening than a seed package when it's done the right way it'll tell you when to plant how deep to plant where to plant that's like sun or shade or dry or wet or whatever, and 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 then it'll it'll even tell you how long before the next thing, you know, how long before it's going to bloom or how long before it's going to bear fruit or whatever you're trying to grow. So check them out. I love seed packages, and hers are some of the Renee's are some of the very very best. It's uh, time for oil spray. As Soon as we get done with this weather, people are going to be back out there trying to figure out which bushes to spray with, which kind of oil. Generally speaking, we only use do- the thing called dormant oil, which is a heavy oil, on fruit trees and orchard settings. That's generally speaking where that gets used. The other spray, which can also be used in that setting but is also appropriate for general run-of-the-mill shrubs and trees in your garden, is ultra-refined horticultural oil, okay? Okay. Several different brands of it. Um, our friends at Bonide make one. The f- folks at Sun make one. There's, there's several really good ones. But what you're looking for is a day when the temperatures are in the 50s and 60s. That's at, that's really the ideal. And what you're going to do is mix up the oil in your sprayer that I hope you have a sprayer just dedicated to oil. Just a little one. doesn't have to be huge unless you've got a gigantic place. But a small sprayer that's devoted to oil. Is a really good choice, and then you because then you can work the size of the droplet to work for your plants, and everything stays like you want it to be until the next time that you use it. Yes, you're talking to a woman who has chased scissors around her house for a hundred years because they're never where I thought I put them. But if you can do that with a few of your tools, and I think that that's one of them, um, it would be really to your advantage. If you have had azalea caterpillars, if you have had insects in your crepe myrtles if you have had i don't care what it is where it is if it's been an insect on a woody plant spraying with oil in the winter time is going to help to suppress the problem insects and and for that matter diseases as well amanda's in pike county she's got um big roses if i move them to the carport will they be safe from freezing it really depends on exactly how cold it gets how windy it is how much the chill is um, at my house right now, there's there's a plumeria, which is a tro- much more tropical plant than than um, Lady Banks roses, but it's all it's all covered up and you know tied and tight. I'm still worried about it. So if you're worried about it, yes, move them into the carport. But also realize that the the pot itself is what you need to keep from freezing in the case of a potted rose. So, for example, I have a couple of potted roses. I've already taken their container and set them into a bigger pot so that then I can come in and dump leaves into the whole business. The top's probably going to freeze, but I don't want the bottom to freeze. And that's really the way to keep that from doing. Let's see. Um, Susan's in Renfro, and she planted willow oaks last week from Lakeland. And they're, they're they're it has a little pine straw at the base. They're five to six feet tall. How to protect them? There's not really much that you can do unless you can actually put something over them. And there's this is not a practical thing. The good news is that because I know Lakeland, I know that they've never been in a protected situation. And and I mean that in the best way. We don't ever want to buy a tree. And that has been treated better than we're going to treat it at our house in terms of the temperature and the humidity and that sort of thing. So their tree lot is among the best I've ever seen. It it gives the tree an opportunity to be well cared for because it's in a container, and obviously they have to go water it and whatnot, but it still is out in the elements so it can be naturally acclimated. I think they'll be fine. I'd be real surprised if they weren't. But you're you're welcome to tell me that it didn't work. Now, I will tell you, I have a uh, a Camellia, I have a Sasanqua that should have been planted already. They weren't. I am going to stick them inside my back door just because I don't, in pots that are small enough that I don't want the container to freeze. If the soil in the container freezes, I'm going to lose some, at the very least, I'm going to lose part of the plant. Don't want to lose all of it. So I'm going to take care of that. Okay. Oh, um, I told you last week that I got the report of lead in the water um, in in my city. Most big cities have that problem. But researchers from Virginia Tech have been working on lead levels such as those reported in Flint, Michigan, to talk about, um, to understand better that effect on songbirds. So the we we often think of the canaries in the coal mine as something that we need to pay attention to you know it's a it's a it was a real thing they put the canaries in the coal mine because they would be sensitive to the gases that could kill the workers sooner than the people would be but it's also true that we have sentinel species like birds which are really good indicators of how well our environment is doing and indeed Things like lead in the water are not good for anybody, including the birds. What they found out, um, College of Science there at Virginia Tech has done a bunch of work publishing in ecotoxicology and environmental safety. Didn't know that existed. What they found out is that the, the levels that are known to be concerning for human health also have a negative effect on the learning ability and the brain of male songbirds. It compromises their ability to sing and their ability, therefore, to attract a mate. Um, And that's very important to understand. Vocal learning, of course, we both do that um, because vocal learning occurs at such an early age, we need to be very careful of the inputs at that time. And if you've ever heard a baby babble and then recognized a couple of words, you know exactly what they're talking about. That's that early verbalization point where we are we're really in 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 the baby world babies are actually trying to figure out what's going on you know they're 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 reaching out into the world and one of the things that they recognize pretty quickly is that if they make noise something happens so that's part of how they're learning that vocalization because it's helpful i i did not know there's a lot of critter news today my goodness
9: as long as it's not wasps we'll be all right no
6: wasps today i don't think um I didn't know that you could literally gaze into the eyes of a fish and see its history. Now, I, I recognize the jokes that that brings up. You know, I looked into his eyes and saw his soul and all that sort of thing. But if you look deep into those eyes, according to the folks at UC Davis, it will, in fact, tell you the story. They can, they've used stable isotopic analysis of the eye lenses. For example, um, one threatened and one endangered salmon – to look at that life history, and like the rings of a tree, they can tell you what happened to it, what it ate along the way. Good grief, that's crazy, but yep, it's working. And that's important because we would like these endangered and threatened species particularly salmon, quite frankly, I'd like there to be plenty of those, then we need to understand how to maintain the environment that they're in so that they can thrive. And this is um, field experiments in California's Central Valley, which is a great place to be right up until it's either 1,000 degrees or there's two feet of snow on the ground. So there's there, we're having fish eyes um, as an archive. I'm fascinated by this. It's just brilliant. They're very rich in protein. The isotopic values in the food webs that bind to the protein in the eye give you that geochemical fingerprint that they're talking about. It's like a little diet journal, a little food plan journal. Only the fish didn't have to take it, have to write all that stuff down. It just happens. Just happens. Ooh! Have you done this yet, my friends? If you have not taking advantage of cold weather for one of the tasks that it's actually very good for and that's getting rid of some invasive plants i encourage you when you just can't stand it in a few days from now go out and look at how really sad things like excess bamboo and cashmere bouquet are looking even obedient plant if you've had if you've been overrun by that you can you can certainly pot them up if you think anybody wants them but This is actually the time where you can pull up a lot of things that are bothering you and or take your shears and poke right down into the soil and get just about an inch below the base of the plant and cut there. It's a lot more vulnerable, particularly, you didn't hear me say this, particularly if you take a little table salt and drop it into that stem it won't come back up. Now, the one right next to it that you can't see now because it's, you know, further down in there, that one's going to come up. But it won't. the one that you treat will not, and it does help a great deal. This is also the time that if you have any bamboo that has just recently sprouted, if you had a warm patch and they're, say, six inches tall, this is the perfect time to go over and stomp on them, knock them over because they will freeze when they're exposed to the ice that's coming. So that's another thing you could possibly do now. Okay. Okay. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That's the Super Talk call line, and of course six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the C Spire text line. Um, you know, you'd think you knew the you'd think that the click beetle you would know it was going to click, but why does it do that, and what does it do exactly? The folks there at uh, the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign are always looking at this kind of stuff. One of their favorite things is energy release and crazy amounts of storage of energy as well as the amazing ability to go. Now, mantis shrimps, trap jaw ants, these are other things that they've studied that we've talked about here. But in this case, the click beetles, I didn't know this, click beetles can propel themselves 20 times the length of their body right up in the air. And never use their legs. What? Yep, that's right. The physical mechanisms are just now getting the attention that they deserve. And it's actually latch, load, and release. And off they go. Click beetles. What? I want that. I want to be able to do that. Could I go 20 times? No, I guess not. Well, we can do a lot of things, though, right here on Weekend Gardening.
10: Before you dig or
5: drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. (laughs) An electric line or a gas line.
6: Tents gone.
5: Yeah, driving stakes, call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the. Don't worry, honey, the doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries.
12: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
8: I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years.
10: I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea.
8: At first, I thought it was what I was eating.
10: I kept thinking it was stomach issues.
8: So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI.
10: Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food.
8: It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools.
10: And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease.
8: So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening.
10: But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Did "Could I, I have, have EPI? EPI?
8: Sponsored by AbbVie.
3: Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Hmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol? Hablo. It's hablo. Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband
1: is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations.
2: The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually
8: need. Babbel, language for life, celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
6: into weekend
15: gardening
6: no, well, no not gonna work today gonna work no probably not even on the farm I'm
15: the
6: shack, the rain, there's just something about leon russell singing that you just can't turn down i don't know what to tell you <laughs> i was writing about sheer fear this week everybody's going to want to be pruning we'll already have big talks about that next week but um i'm gonna tell you right now when stuff freezes don't go out and start chopping on it, all right? We've got to give it a little time to recover. So just be aware of that, and we'll talk more about it next week. Jimbo's in Gluckstat. Let's talk about your hydrangeas. What's going on? Well, I, I'm, uh, I don't want to
13: go to, like, nursery jail because I suck at raising hydrangeas, <laughs> and I love them so much. Uh, I've, I've, I really have. I've, I've probably spent $300 on hydrangeas the last two or three years, and I keep killing them.
6: Oh, my goodness. Uh,
17: I
13: want to put them in the backyard. My house faces south. I've got a lot of pine trees with a good fair amount of shade back there. Mm-hmm. Do I need to send my soil in to see if I need to amend it?
6: You probably have soil that you probably have soil that sits a little on the acid side because of the pine trees, and that is right. that's fine. But I'm more concerned about your drainage. Um, does okay? How is it?
13: It's okay. I mean, it's I mean, it's Madison County. You're going to have you know a higher percentage of clay than you do anywhere else. But I'm not except except my point. yard. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I'm, I'm more than happy to you know put down a bunch of. Mm-hmm. You know, here's just,
6: what here's I what I would do. Tell me now. The, the next thing is tell me what kind of hydrangeas you're trying to grow. The big ones with oh, the round no. heads, or.
13: Yeah, I, I kind of look because I know it's a full to partial shade area. Mm-hmm. I try to stay in that. Okay. Yeah, you know, they're to great. Find them for those,
6: that's they're great. And,
13: for whatever reason, I just keep killing.
6: Them. Okay, I'm going to give you three tips. The first right, is going to, I'm going to write them down. Okay, good. The <laughs> first is because if I went out and looked at your place, I'm betting this is what I would see if it, you know if I were consulting with you. And trust me, it wouldn't have cost three hundred dollars. <laughs> but know anyway, yeah. that's another subject. Um, th- I want you to I want you to build one bed and what we're talking about your house faces south so your backyard obviously is on the north so i want right. you i want you to come on the inside of the pine trees but not where it's going to be as densely shady as it might be in other words probably okay. 10 feet or 12 feet out in front of the pine trees where they're going to the shade will hit them but it's not going to dominate their space
13: got
6: it now i want right. you to make one bed three feet wide and 10 feet long and take this take the soil that's in it Turn that over, and then add on top of it a bags of some kind of composted manure and some ground soil conditioner, just in other words, two different kinds of organic matter to add to what you've already got there, both of which are going to have to be looser We're trying to get a bigger right, right. particle we want we want the tiny little clay particles to glom onto those bigger particles so that they don't end up causing you to have waterlogged soil which is probably what's True. happened. Too much shade and waterlogged soil and hydrangeas just go belly up. So the um the the, the point of this is then you do that then we're going to go and get get good old bark mulch and lay on top of it but before we put the bark mulch on we're going to put down a soaker hose in that bed. The reason okay. for this is because the pine trees will win every time when it comes to rain. And because you don't need to water hydrangeas as often as people usually do, so we're going to go for the right. middle and put down soaker hose. Then you're going to plant in that ten feet. You'll be able to put four hydrangeas, and they'll okay. there. There's I don't see any reason why they wouldn't grow there. Um, literally, you know, you go buy a nice plant, maybe in a three gallon pot. I hate to tell you to spend that much money again, but probably need to do that so that you have a nice show. To start sure with. but that's what i want well, you to do i, I want see, you to I give them see. just and then after that of course you'll be able to improve what well, spot over here and a spot over there and you know <laughs> all of that kind that's of stuff kind of
13: what i'm looking for yeah that's exactly but right. let's start
6: that's with exactly one right. and experiment now write down right, so write down mama on air at yahoo.com and let me know if you have a problem okay
13: all right, so let me go over right, real quick. So 10 feet, uh, 10 feet out from the hydrangeas, mm-hmm. three by 10 foot bed, mm-hmm. uh, turn over the soil, add manure and other organics, put down a soaker hose, bark mulch, and no more than four hydrangeas. That's right. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you very much.
6: Ma'am. I'm going to tell you a good good variety that you'll probably find here is called Nico Blue, but you'll find other ones. Um, but if you don't, if you find Nico, be happy with it. It's a good one. There's also ones that will rebloom. You can try those. Okay. That, but they're all they're they're all fine. Um, you're in Gluckstadt. Go, go go see my buddies at GardenWorks. They'll help you.
15: I
13: will. All righty. Make sure you know. Just not. I'm just happy to have them like green instead of brown.
6: I hear you. We're, we're gonna keep them green. <laughs> thanks jimbo take care hydrangeas can be so easy and yet so hard to grow i recognize that um it's y'all know i talk about my neighbor from time to time my neighbor tortures his hydrangeas and they're beautiful makes me crazy anyway anna's in oxford what's going on anna how are you
16: today oh i'm just fine uh had a uh, cataract operation this week. Ooh, how'd it go? Uh, fine, actually. I've got another eye to do. Good, um, good. Thank goodness I don't have three eyes.
6: Well, one, uh, of, one of mine is, is ready to be done, but the other one isn't yet.
16: So. Oh, well, I, I figure I might as well have them both done. There you uh, go. Not, obviously not at the same time. Close, <laughs> but, but not, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, we talked, I guess, several weeks ago about this um, uh, wild oats, yeah. Um, and I said, you know, it's taken over everything, and I know it's an invasive weed, and it's not native. And I was doing some research, and uh, the only way I can think of keeping it down is by using an allopathic allelopathic chemical. Okay. <laughs> okay, um, because it's spread by seed, whereas my sedge is spread by roots. Mm hmm. And I'm wondering, my one of my master gardeners uses something called Snap.
6: I don't know Snap, but we're trying Sorry? to we're trying to keep seeds from sprouting, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I use Preen Organic.
16: Preen Organic, mm-hmm. okay.
6: Works good. I actually and, um, I have about the, one tenth the amount of gripeweed that I did before I started using it a few yeah. years
16: ago. <laughs> now, when can I start using this? Because obviously, um, I've, I've raked. Most of the leaves out of the um, sedge, mm-hmm. but there's still some there because the leaves themselves are large, and they're actually allelopathic themselves. Right? But, because they won't. Pre-
6: when does process. when does the grass come up usually? I mean, when do those seeds usually sprout?
16: Uh, well, the uh, instructions not the instructions, but um, on uh, Wikipedia says it comes up around um, March through June.
6: Mm-hmm. Hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, pre-organic. Okay. Yeah because um by the time you're able to find some and get it it will be time to put it out
16: <laughs> yeah it it's it's strange but see this thing it, it's so invasive even farmers hate it but there's very little you can do about killing it if you've got it like in with sedge yeah,
6: prevention with, is okay. always prevention's always more successful
16: yeah because these things are all in the grass family so you can't use exactly the grass killer exactly <laughs> thank you ma'am Okay, have a so wonderful much. week. Stay
6: warm, please. Take care of your plants and stay warm. Um, let's see. I answered about the plum spraying and what was the other one? I wouldn't divide those strawberries if I were you right now. Um I'm I'm sorry John that I can't read this whole thing, but um I love the idea of moving to Colorado every now and then. That's kind of fun. <laughs> anyway, that that we're done. We're out of here, but thank you very very much. For your attention today, please stay careful, be safe, stay warm, and come right here next week for more weekend gardening.
11: Weekend gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of Telesouth Communications.
12: With the potential of extreme winter weather headed our way, it is critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. This type of weather severely impacts our ability to collect and can wreak havoc on the already low blood supply. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you today. That's msblood.com.
5: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now, we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and .223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range, a totally new and different type of gun store.